Are you ready? Yeah. Are you with it? Yeah. Okay, let's go. You know what to do. The whole world's watching and counting on you. And all you people listening out there, everybody, everywhere. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Welcome to Checkered Past, a loving postmodern examination of the Go-Go Check branded comic magazines published by DC Comics between February 1966 and August 1967. I'm Dr. Bob, and each week I'll be your guide on this trippy tour through 535 mid-century masterpieces of graphic noveldom. This week, Superboy number 130. Cover date, June 1966. Cover price, 12 cents. Cover artist, Kurt Swan and George Klein. Edited by Mort Weisinger. Featuring Prince Rama's Super Stand-In. Written by Jerry Siegel. Art by George Papp. And Super Baby's Search for a Pet. Written by Otto Binder. Art by George Papp. Are you ready? Are you with it? Then away we go-go. Superboy is brought to the kingdom of Bosmir to impersonate the royal prince Rama, whom will soon become Raja. After Superboy dispels the boy's image as a weakling, crooks led by Swami Hatmok kidnap Rama and sell him into slavery. Meanwhile, in the past, Superbaby misses his pet Crypto, so he decides to find a new pet. Unsatisfied with the animals he finds on the farm, Clark causes trouble by releasing animals from the zoo. What a scamp. Confused? Don't worry, I'll be right back with Dr. Husband to explain everything. On a strange and distant planet Called Krypton long ago A baby boy was born one day A boy that you all know Super boy, super boy What a super duper boy Just look at him go Way up there Flying high up in the air No one ever could compare with Super Boy Hey, hi, how are you? Oh, I'm great, how are you? Great, long time no see Yes Excepting the 24 hours a day for the past three weeks That we've been spending together in quarantine Uh, Isn't it great? I'll say (laughs) (laughs) You think they're great at tea no, oh. it's actually, I don't mind it so I don't much. mind it either. Uh, we have a lovely home in the country. We're very fortunate in that we've kept our jobs in a working from home situation. Yes. And uh, we live in the hot spot of the state for the contamination. So that's also awesome. Well, how's that awesome? Uh, oh, wait, what's the other word? Not awesome. Not awesome, yes. But so far, so uh, good. Yeah. And um, we've been able to uh, to really enjoy ourselves and and read and make music. We've been we've been teaching. Speaking to... of making music, yes. Have you heard that we're international sensations? I am shocked. Well, well, it's due to our good nature and our uh, 
wide network of friends and acquaintances. Mm. You see, we recorded a video for my church last week, Mm -hmm. and then we re-recorded it to make it better. And then someone sent it to New Zealand to play in their church there. Yes. Hey. Yes. Would you like to attend e-church with me tomorrow? Well, yes, I would. Thank you for inviting me. Well, you're welcome. It's a Presbyterian church. Neither one of us are Presbyterians, but that never stops me from They're very picking up a paycheck from them. They're very welcoming people. They're Honestly, they are. It's a great uh, community there. Yes. Chevy Chase Presbyterian, Washington, D.C. And they do e-church online? Yes. It's wonderful. They were early adopters of e-church. Yeah, they were doing it like... A week before everybody else. Yeah. Um. And how many people were there last week? Oh, well, at, at least, least 150. 150. And, and often there were, more, there were two more, right. more viewers. I mean, that's 150 logons. So right. who knows how many actual people. Yeah. Say, yeah. have you heard of Super Baby? Um, I'm going to tell you that absolutely not until today. Well, Super Because we Baby, haven't read any stories with Super Baby in them before. We have okay. not. Okay, good. Um, Super Baby, of course, is Superman as a baby. Which... Uh, okay, so uh, having not grown up reading Superman comics, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. my first introduction to Superman was, of course, the movie with Christopher Reeve. I mean, mm-hmm. I knew that Superman existed. I, I'd watched the the black and white television series right. before, and I'd seen him, in, you know, and but I never really knew anything about Superman's, if you will, <gasps> origin story until I watched. Um, that was really good air quotes, wasn't it? It really was. Yeah, I'm wondering why you had to put origin story in quotes because you are literally talking about his origin story. But go on. <laughs> Wow, you shut me down there, man. No, no, no. Um, so, um, so Superman's origin story, I didn't know anything until I watched the movie with, um, with Christopher Reeve. So I have been living my whole life thinking that really Superman didn't, his powers didn't manifest themselves self until he was, you know, uh, he came of age. Let's say right. 18 or whatever, what he left for college or whatever it was, uh-huh. you know. Or I don't know. Whatever he it was hiked in the movie. to the North Pole by himself. Exactly. Exactly. <clears throat> um, what, uh, after the death of his father. So, um, I have been watching these, uh, reading rather these Superboy uh, comics with you, and it's been Superman as a teenager, mm-hmm. never as a toddler. Right. I have to tell you, my my interest in these toddler stories is quite short. It is, um, I, I do not have any interest in reading a story where a child refers to him or herself only as me. I drive, uh, only if I'm maybe seeing something about Bizarro World, uh-huh. you know, that's, it drives me insane. Well, you know, pronoun usage is the last skill to develop in the child's brain. I don't think you actually know what you're talking about. I, think I don't. The conjugation of uh, the proper conjugation of, pr- of past and present and future tense verbs is something that kids get before after I and me. There is something <clears throat> I do know about though. Hmm. Superboy. And you are actually not far off in your perception because originally mm-hmm. there was no Superboy. Superman did appear in costume for the first time as an adult. Mm-hmm. Uh, Superboy premiered as a character, I believe, in 1949. Much earlier than this. Yes. And uh, <clears throat> excuse me, it still was not, in the early days, it was still not very clear that it was happening in the past. It was oh. almost like it was contemporaneous with Superman's adventures. Sure. 
then, of course, they developed this whole back mythology about how Superboy developed his super identity as a child, originally probably about eight years old. Mm -hmm. Uh, Then they settled on the adventures as a teenager. Okay. However... But this is not... This is a toddler. Toddler, yes. Uh, Then, of course, they did think backwards thinking well if he had superpowers as a teenager he must have had superpowers as a baby so what are we going to do with the baby so they had ma kent make him this play suit out of the blankets that came in his rocket ship from krypton oh okay uh so that he could uh not destroy his clothes when he flew into outer space and things and well, all, yeah uh i'm just i'm going to ask you this because if you think you pro- i think you probably have the answer where did his costume come from? His actual costume. Same, the same blankets that uh, came with him in his rocket from Krypton. They were blue, red, and yellow. And I believe that happened in the Superman movie as well. Did it not? That he had those blankets and they were all wrapped around him and then... Um, no, I, I, if I remember correctly, um, I, 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 and by the way, I can sense a viewing of the Superman movie coming into our near future. Right, right, right. Um, that uh, he did not appear in his costume until he flew out of the polar, uh, the Fortress of Solitude. Right. I'm just wondering where that costume came from. I guess we'll I mean, have to watch it and find Marlon out. Marlon Brando does explain to his son, uh, Jarrell does explain yes. to his son that... Um, that the S is the family's emblem. Mm-hmm. You know that was the first time that appeared. I think in canon, that that idea came from the Superman movie, and now it's widely adopted across the line. Oh, okay. And I, and and fan, forgive me. I should have said Jor El <laughs> instead of Jor El. Oh no, people say Jor El. I think. Oh, I thought it was Jor El. Well, in high Kryptonese, yes, but <laughs> high Kryptonese. <laughs> As you know, oh, I love you both. That's so great. <laughs> as you know, the L family is from Kryptonopolis, which is in the south. Um, now, following 1985's Crisis on Infinite Earths 12 issue maxi series, which changed the history and continuity of the DC Comics universe, we went back to there no, being no Superboy. He became Superman as an adult. That okay. was it. Now, something I think that recently they've gone back on that again, and now there was Superboy. I'm not really clear on what's happened. And it doesn't matter anyway because all comics publishing has stopped during this period of quarantine. Hey. Yes. During the Crisis on Infinite Earths, uh-huh. or rather, how long did the Crisis on Infinite Earths last? Was it 1984 that that happened? It started in June of 1985 and, and- lasted 12 months. And how many titles did it uh, encompass? Uh, a lot. But there was just the main series of the Crisis on Infinite Earths. Would you say that there were probably 100 issues? Mm, I don't know. Maybe not that many. Maybe 50 at least. Was it also in Green Lantern? Yes. Didn't, did he end the Crisis on Infinite Earths? No, you're thinking of Blackest Night. Um, no, he... I think he didn't have his ring at the time the crisis started, and then when it ended, he did. And then <clears throat> several Green Lanterns from across the universe... Oh, you're going to make a terrible microphone sound if you do that. I'm so sorry. Um, several other Green Lanterns from across the universe came and stationed themselves on Earth. 
and then you had the Green Lantern Corps mm-hmm. for twenty some issues. And so when when Green Lantern goes crazy and becomes Parallax, that's yeah. not part of the Crisis. No, 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 no. I did read that series. Sure, God, I'd like to read that again. Oh, that can be arranged. Yes. Anyway, where were we? Oh, well, I was just doing anything I could to uh, sort of streamline our way through this horrible Superboy uh, uh, well, issue. Well, no dice. Me let you out of Cage Kitty mm. so me can play with you. He's talking about... Run, everybody, Tiger Loose. This is a fantastic cover, by the way. Um, it is a great cover. Who's the Who's the artist? Kurt Swan, of course. Kurt Swan, yeah. Uh, and then, I even, of course, like, Mon, he's got, Paul like, Cantor over there saying, Great guns, Martha! Our son is a para- has openly displayed his powers! Now everyone will know he's super! That was a uh, big focus of these super baby stories was the Kents trying to hide his superpowers. <clears throat> well, yeah, otherwise the, the the other sort of way they can make interesting stories out of it is, is that he's a devilish little imp, and they don't want to paint Superboy as a devilish imp. No. Uh, have you heard of the movie Brightburn? Brightburn? Uh-huh. No. Well, maybe we should watch that, too. It's about, you know, if a Superboy... <laughs> How's that for air quotes? Right. If uh, What if a superpowered alien crash landed on Earth and was adopted by farmers and then actually acted like a horrible teenager, like all teenagers do, and used his powers to take over the Earth? Da-da-da-da-da-da. When was that made? Uh, just like last year. It's not very old. Was it a made-for-TV movie? Like, no, like it was Shark in the theatrist. No. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. We'll look into it. Okay. I think all movies of all time are free now during quarantine. That's what I heard. I was thinking about this yesterday, uh, about the Wonder Woman 1984. Uh-huh. And that I want to watch the preview again because I just love it so much. Yes. And I was wondering, oh, how are they going to release that? Well, it's been delayed, hasn't it? Good. They were talking about releasing it just digitally, but the no. director said, no, it's made for theaters. Right. right. So we're delaying it until August, and yeah. who knows if it'll even be able to be watched then. What the hell of a time right now? I'll say... We sure won't forget it, that's for sure. No, we won't. Anyway, you know what else we won't forget? We will be grateful that we still have jobs through this because yes. we have family members who don't. Correct. Yes. Uh, speaking of family members, what about this Prince Rama? Oh, nice segue. He's got a hell of a family, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. Why is the Boy of Steel putting on a strong man act in disguise so another guy gets the credit? Well, the only way to find out the answer is to turn the page and see the whole drama unfold before your eyes. The adventure of Prince Rama's super stand-in. Um, please show me that, what you're looking at. I'm on the splash page. With, uh, with Prince, Ra- with a Prince Rama, Rama um, holding the elephant? Yeah. Okay. See the little text underneath the elephant? Yeah, okay, yeah. Uh... And your issues all mis- mixed mixed it's up, all today, mixed isn't it? Up. So yeah, where are we going to go to first? Prince Rama. Okay, let me forward to that. Hold, hold okay. the wire, please. Yes, I'm holding. Mm-hmm. Uh, we see on the splash page. Oh, here we go. I'm there. Uh, a Prince Rama holding an elephant above his head. Mm-hmm. It's not really Prince Rama because Prince Rama is disguised as a beggar in the crowd. Mm-hmm. It's Superboy disguised as Prince Rama holding the elephant up, while his father, the king, uh, is pointing to. A poster of Superboy advertising a newsreel that's playing at the English language theater. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Now, we are in the nation state of Bosmir. Okay. Which doesn't exist, as you may know. Yes. It bears no relation to the character of Bosmir from World of Warcraft, nor any relation to the Bosmer, the elven people of the Skyrim universe. Oh, that's so... Um, thank you. I was so confused. I know. You were confused about that. Yes. Um, anyway, one afternoon in the chemistry class lab at Smallville High... Clark Kent, who is secretly Superboy, detects something with his super hearing. It's a traffic jam right in the middle of downtown Smallville. I'm wondering how many cars there could be in Smallville. Because as you know, it's small. Yeah, I I would say that there, let's see, um, how many people lived in Sharpsburg? 750. 750. Oh, the, the, the neighbor across the street, she's doing her drill routine. What? For her Basset Hound. Oh my God, it's the best. And her father's driving his four-wheeler around, spraying weed killer on, on certain things on, in the yard. Oh, Bob, she's doing her, she's doing her cheerleading routine. I hope Bless her heart. he doesn't oh, she's, spray uh, weed killer on her. She's, she's doing her cheerleading routine for her basset hound. Oh, this is the best. If you don't keep your eyes on the prize, we are literally never going to get through this comic. She is recording herself dancing or something. We've gotten through one panel... This is better than television. What's happening across the street? Well, maybe you should film it, and we'll put it up on YouTube. Oh, it's the best. Oh, I think she's dancing for her basset hound. Yeah, okay, anyway. Getting back to Superboy. So we've established that the population of Smallville is 750 people. Yes. Why do they have a traffic jam? They probably don't even... In Sharpsburg, when there's 750 people, they don't even have a traffic light. Well, okay, so let's say that perhaps there are 2,000 people. Okay. Because the traffic jam is only on one street. Right. Well, they probably only have one street. So there's seven cars in, pictured in the... Okay. Why do they have a police officer conducting traffic? Exactly my point. Hmm. Towns of that size don't even have a police force. They have to rely on the county sheriff. And when I was reading this before I fell asleep... I was wondering, I was going to look up the Indian rope trick uh-huh. uh, on the YouTubes or online. I did not. Okay. Yeah. I think they do, like, they stiffen the rope somehow. How do they, they stiffen it? Just talk to it, sweet. <laughs> uh, we have a whole page of Clark Kent causing a toxic chemical spill in his class so he can sneak out turn into Superboy. You know, I know he has super lungs that can heal from anything, but I hope everybody else does. Right. Why can't he just ask to go to the bathroom? May I be excused? How hard is that? (laughs) (laughs) Do you need a hall pass or something at Smallville High? I don't know. I went to a small high school. You did. We didn't have... If we had to go to the bathroom, we just went. You just got up and left? Yeah. I mean, you might raise your hand and say, I have to go to the bathroom, but there was no, like, you didn't have to have a hall pass. We could go home for lunch. Yes. We could walk to and fro from school. And if you did anything bad and the neighbors noticed, you'd be on the bad kids list, like your sister was. Yes. If you got caught standing on the street corner with known bad kids Mm -hmm. and a neighbor saw you, Mm -hmm. actually, in her case, it was a teacher from the school saw her. Oh, really? Yeah, and he reported, called my parents right away. Was this a teacher that came over to your, your parents' house, to your home, for cocktails? No. Okay. It was Mr. Weddle who came to my mother's memorial service, though. Oh. He called, uh, called my parents right away, and he said, I've seen Sarah in the company of some, 
delinquent youths. Uh, yes. And she, the, that was it. Put a stop to it. My goodness. She wasn't even smoking. Speaking of delinquency. Yes. The cause of the traffic jam in downtown Smallville is someone doing the Indian rope trick. Yes. Swami Hatmuk. Um, are you familiar with the Indian rope trick? Well, I am now. I've taken a pause and, and looked it up on um, the best source of information, Wikipedia. Yes. The classic version of the Indian rope trick I wish they had put in this comic because the rope seems to rise high into the sky, according to Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. Disappearing from view, the boy assistant, mm-hmm. as there was always a boy assistant, climbs the rope and is lost to view. The magician calls to the boy and feigns anger upon receiving no response. Mm-hmm. The magician arms himself with a knife or sword, climbs the rope, and vanishes as well. An argument is heard, and then human limbs fall, presumably cut from the assistant's body by the magician. When all the parts of the body, including the torso, land on the ground, the magician climbs down the rope. He collects the limbs and puts them in a basket or covers them with a cape or blanket, and the boy assistant reappears uninjured. Wow. Now, first of all, I admire the audience that stuck through the trick once body parts started falling to the ground. Right. Right. Could you imagine? Well, hang on a second. Mm, Yes. Yes, I can. (laughs) It was a different. I, when I was younger, before I met you, I saw David David Copperfield. You didn't. Yes, I saw a magic show at the Peabody Auditorium in Daytona Beach. Did he slice up a boy assistant and let body parts fall to the stage? No, but he did a grand trick where he was in a cage and it disappeared and and it was empty and he reappeared at the back of the auditorium. Did he then like fly down? No, but it was. I was just amazed. By it, of course. I wanted to be a magician. Who? What sure. kid doesn't want to be a magician? Um, I had a friend who, in elementary school who was a self-styled magician. Was he a real friend or an imaginary friend? Oh, he was real. Okay. Oh, wait. No, I'm mixed up. He was friends with my sister. Okay. He was older than me, and he did like he was like professional magician. Okay. Did he perform at McDonald's? No. Well, probably, but I mean, also like um, you know, civic functions and. Things of that nature. Do you remember when we were so excited about uh, that that clown that was going to appear at Chit Chat the Clown? Chit Chat the Clown at what was it McDonald's or something? Uh, Long John Silver's. Oh my god! That was we, we, went, we didn't want to go see it. We just thought it was a funny name for a clown, and it was going to be appearing at Long John Silver's. Oh, I could go for some Long John Silver's right now, couldn't you? Those were the days, weren't they? Yes, they were. There's a Long John's uh, in Martinsburg. We can go and get curbside pickup. Oh. Which is actually what you do at Long John Silver's anyway. Yeah, you don't go inside. No. No. Ring the bell if you do. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're on panel three of oh, this 26 page story. Uh, and this is the interesting story. Swami Hatmok has come to find Superboy because of his super brain. And so super... he knew that Superboy lived in Smallville? Yeah, everybody knows that Superboy lives in Smallville. Mm-hmm. What? Okay, that's all right. Well, cool, cool, cool. He looks nothing like young Clark Kent, the clerk at the Kent General Store, because Clark Kent wears glasses, and Superboy doesn't. (laughs) So Swami Hatmok has come from India. Oh, we don't know if it's India, I'm presuming, but it could be one of those Akistan countries. Okay, just to find Superboy. Yes, Mm -hmm. because it seems that Prince Rama... Has a striking resemblance to him. Right, and is next in line for the throne... And uh, is not 
toxically masculine enough to be the king of this <laughs> eastern nation. Seems he's a reader, a bit of a nerd before that was a thing. Are you on page four? Not yet, okay. because I didn't talk about Superboy just shoving all the cars <laughs> in a line out of the way. I was thinking about that when I saw the panel, and I thought, well, they were older cars, and they probably had stronger bumpers and stronger right. frames, and they could probably just handle being pushed. Well, he does say he's pushing the line of cars back gently, but I don't imagine that these drivers are coordinated enough to have all put their cars into neutral before Superboy starts. And taken their, starts, foot, their feet right. off the brakes, yes. So, I almost uh, said foots off the brakes. <laughs> Off Superboy flies with Swami Hatmok in his arms across the sea to the fabled royal palace. Yeah, there's of nothing Bosnia. romantic about that at all. No. Uh, Swami Hatmok's got chicken legs. <laughs> he does. He skipped leg day, I think. He skips leg day all the time. Um, inside the palace, uh, the king is in bed in his sick bed because his son has disappeared. Not disappeared, but he has not responded favorably mm-hmm. that he abandoned his idle ways. His idle ways include reading poetry mm-hmm. and thinking great thoughts. He's not actually portrayed as lazy or a slacker. No, he's just portrayed as idle. Not manly. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry, not <laughs> manly. He, just, he scorns manly pursuits. You know what? So do I, and it hasn't done me any harm. Well, they, don't, they do call him a weakling. His, who is this person, this, this Swami person? Swami is Hatmuk. his father's well, vizier, his yes, grand vizier. Something like that. Yes. Um, so Superboy is informed that he's there to impersonate the prince mm-hmm. and perform some super deeds in his father's presence and also win the hand of Princess Shavastri. Well, she's quite a catch. She is. Now, it's an arranged marriage. She's been betrothed to Prince Rama, and she despises him because all he does is sit around and read. Yeah, I haven't seen one panel with him without a book in his arm. I pray that my father, the Raja of Karnistan, will free me from this bargain. Hmph, well, I like she's that. Made her, she's made her, herself, her, her wishes very well known, hasn't I she? I should say so. Yes. She despises her weak fiancé. Will you impersonate him, Superboy, for his father's sake? And Superboy agrees, as long as Prince Rama agrees. Because the prince wants his father to die happy. I'm surprised that Superboy agrees to this. I really am. Aren't you? He's just a boy. Mm. He doesn't know any better. Superman would not agree to this. He would have found a way to make weaklings admirable. He would have made it his project to honor the young man, yes. Prince Rama, mm-hmm. by uh, letting him be bookish and be strong. Mm-hmm. So Superboy sets about disguising himself as Prince Rama and performing some super feats like walking a tightrope, diving off a platform into a net through a hoop. Mm-hmm. Uh, meanwhile, Prince Rama is disguised as a peasant in the background. And he's shamed because his father is so... Uh, impressed with yeah. um, super, Superboy dressed up as him. And I'm ashamed because Prince Rama now says, I'd give anything to be like Superboy. He's given up his fidelity to his own self. Well, I'm ashamed of, of all of them. I'm I, ashamed of Superboy. Yes. Too. I'm ashamed of everyone involved in the making this comic. <laughs> 
Meanwhile, Swami Hatmok shows his true colors, kidnaps the real prince, mm-hmm. and sells him to gypsies. They're not what? really gypsies, and I know we're not supposed to say that anymore. Which is crazy. He sells them to a, a wandering, of nomads. You know? Nomads. Yes. Seize the, he says, seize the real prince, bind and gag him. We shall sell him to the nomad brigands who will pay a fortune for, supposedly super, for a supposedly superpowered slave. Much more, than we value, much more than the value of gems I gave to Superboy. Yes. Sorry, that oh. took me so long to get to that. It's fine. Just... Um, we forgot to mention that Swami Hatmok initially gave Superboy a great sum of gems for him to give to his favorite charity. Charity, charity yes. yes. That was the payment for Superboy. So maybe that's why Superboy agreed. It was just because he got that big haul to charity. Hmm. Um, so Superboy now thinks his job is done, right? So he yep. flies off, but also... Swami thanks him. While he's flying off, he uses his X-ray vision to detect a number of things that need to be taken care of while he's in this part of the world. Well, yes, but uh, one more thing. Yes. Superboy says, Give the prince my thanks for letting me keep the outfit I borrowed. I put it in my cape's pouch. Mm-hmm. It's a great souvenir. Mm-hmm. My cape's pouch. Oh, so you don't know. His cape that flaps in the breeze has a pouch. It has a pouch because when he like changes... A yeah. I'm trying to explain to you. Mm. When he changes into Superboy, he takes his Clark Kent clothes mm-hmm. and super compresses them and hides them in a pouch inside his cape. He does this as adult Superman as well. Oh. So, yes, his, couch, his cape has a pouch. Oh. That's pretty common knowledge for Superman readers. Okay. Is it like one of those compressible bags that you vacuum uh, yes. pillows? Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. What, what are those things called? Uh, vacuum space bags? bags? Space bags. Space bags. He has a space bag in his, in, his, in his cape. Yeah, except that he does the compressing with his hands, with his super strong hands, and probably some combination of super suction breath. I see. I'm not uh, really clear on the mechanics of it, but I know that it's a thing. It's a thing. It didn't shock me when I read that. Okay. Just like, yeah, of course, he put them in his... I'm sure the one fan listening pouch. to this who understands that is rolling their eyes and saying, how could Rob not believe that? Pro- oh, absolutely. I'm sure. Um, anyway, he detects a number of super jobs he should handle while he's in this part of the world, as if he couldn't just fly back to that part of the world in seconds. He has anytime a he very wants busy to. life back in Smallville. He's got chemistry Kinsel. class. Smallville, you were right. Smallville. Uh... But he Kentville. takes Kentville's well, in Nova Scotia, isn't it? That's where you're from. from. Kentville, yeah. Um, Sorry, folks. I just got up from a nap a little while ago. <laughs> I think you aren't quite up yet. I know. Um, he takes time to go back to Smallville to activate Robot X-29K, who will patrol Smallville Robot, for him. Does Robot X-29K actually have powers somewhat like Superman? Yeah. Huh. Mm-hmm. He uses also something. Long-time readers will know that Superboy and Superman used robots all the time. To yeah, well, I patrol. do remember that the, the robot was not a surprise to me because the robot appeared in a previous issue that we discussed. Correct. Actually, there were more. There was more than one robot. Oh, he's got a whole fleet of robots. Mm-hmm. As does Supergirl. It's got a Linda Lee robots that hide in a tree to replace her when she goes <laughs> off to be a s- Supergirl. Your job is to hide in that tree until I come back. It's true. Well, it's true. That's great. Oh, oh, so sorry about that. Uh. Meanwhile, mm. 
Hatmok has overtaken the band of conspirators, which is carrying off the captive prince into slavery. They see a mirage in the sky, which is going to become important in a few minutes. Mm-hmm. Don't forget that, reader. Soon, in the presence of the brigand leader, the exotic Panther Maiden, I want to know more about the Panther Maiden. Yes. This girl is fierce. She's surrounded by muscular men. Mm-hmm. She's got a trunk of jewels. She must be wicked strong. She, and very clever. Yes. Um, she is amazed that she is acquiring Prince Rama, who Swami Hatmok says has superpowers. And here are the slides to prove it. Which I don't understand why he had to doctor the slides. Because didn't couldn't he just have made slides of Superboy actually doing these things? What do you mean? Well, he's showing these slides of the super feats being performed by Prince Rama, right? Yes, and then but he, he was present during that. It wasn't like he got Superboy to stage them, because then he would have to explain to Superboy, hey, may I take a picture of you dressed as Prince Rama flying in the sky? Well, I don't may think I that would picture? be unusual if they're documenting the Prince Rama's super feats, who they think is Prince Rama, right? But he now clearly says, I had those slides retouched to eliminate the tight wire and high platform mm-hmm. you if you'll remember uh the one oh, oh, diving no. through the hoop i see what? i see so this slide is not him walking on a high tightrope it's he it's eliminated the tight like ropes like he's flying right okay okay yes. i get it never mind people are gonna be so confused uh, as, as long as they're not bored by my stumbling through this particular episode um, so off they go. They leave Prince Rama in captivity of Panther Maiden, Panther Maiden um, who is now commanding her slave to do fantastic deeds for me, or I will signal one of my assassins to slay your father. So the whole point of the um, Raja. Uh-huh. No, not Raja. Uh, Rama. Rama, thank you. Rama. No, no. Swami Hatmok. Thank you, thank you. It's Prince Rama. Yes. It's, his father's name is Raja Vishnar. Yes. And this is Swami Hatmok. Hatmok. Yep. His whole thing is to get rid of the son, let the father to die, and then take over the kingdom, right? right. That's the whole plot. Yeah. Take over Bosnia. They could have gotten to that a lot sooner, couldn't they have? Well, it's a rather intricate plot. So Prince Rama informs Panther Maiden that he will indeed acquire superpowers, but he needs a knight of solitude and meditation in the abandoned fort nearby. He's buying himself some time. Right. So he goes over there. He uh, finds some paint. Well, it's berries. Red berries he gathers and crushes into and paint. And a stick. And a stick and a paint can. Mm-hmm. Um, and paints a Superboy symbol on a white flag, which he hangs from the fortress, which then projects a mirage into the heated air over the desert. Which Superboy sees when he drives, when he flies by. When he flies by. So he comes to the fort, he meets Prince Rama, he still has his costume, so he disguises himself back as Prince Rama and flies over and does this one particular super deed for the panther maiden. She asks him to go. Oh, she has her panther. She's a black panther. Mm-hmm. In the desert. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, panthers are awfully clever, aren't they? I've seen the movie Black Panther. He lives I don't, not in a desert. Yeah, I don't think the panthers actually live in a desert. But, but maybe she's, you know, she's, maybe it's part of the, the, um, 
the Silk Road, and she's managed yeah, sure. to get, mm-hmm. get one, acquire one through the trade routes. Yeah. So she tells, she sends off her Prince Rama, mm-hmm. who's actually Superboy, mm-hmm. to fly away and get her jewels, yeah. precious jewels. So he goes out into outer space to right. the jewel belt? The jewel meteor belt, which everybody knows about. Okay. It's just full of jewels. And they're all cut like you would, you know. Uh-huh, perfectly cut uh, jewels, but they're asteroids. Okay. So he hollows out a stony asteroid and then plays cosmic billiards and knocks some of the perfectly formed jewel asteroids into this hollowed out asteroid he's created so that he can fly it back down. Did he really need to play uh to to play cosmic pool? He's a boy. You know how boys are. Oh, they love to play pool. They do. We had a pool table in my basement when I was growing up. It Your was parents used. loved it. <laughs> <laughs> that happened before I was born. He's talking about my parents having sex on top of the pool table. Which they told everyone. Later. Which they told everyone about. But also then they stored all their crap on top of the pool table for as long as I lived. <laughs> so he, so Superboy brings back Prince Rama. Yeah. Brings back this giant bowl of jewels. Yeah. And she says to put them into the pyramid. Because I guess she owns a pyramid. Well, who doesn't? Mm-hmm. I'm wondering what part of the world we're in now. It couldn't be... Well, it's got to be Egypt. Well, yeah, but it couldn't... Yeah, okay. Egypt's I mean, not, where else are we going to have pyramids? Well, Egypt's not close to anywhere that there would have been... A panther. A panther. Or no, it's close to where there's panthers, but it's not close to where there's... I mean, it's uh, the same continent that you could find a panther. Right. But you also wouldn't find these giant Persian kingdoms... Close to Egypt. Anyway. Next panel, Superboy brings a beast from another dimension. How does he do that? How does he go into other dimensions? Simple. Just, uh, you know, vibrates himself or something. Uh, Again, I'm not clear on the details. It's something like the Indian rope trick. (laughs) Um, So it happens that this beast from another dimension eats jewels. So uh, he devours all the jewels and the pyramid. Ha ha, Superboy thinks. Panther gets away. I knew this mineral eater dimension beast would feast himself on the thieves he'll gotten gains. Ha <laughs> ha So Superboy gently sends the mineral eating dimension beast back to its own dimension in the very next panel. Yeah. This is what I love about Mort Weisinger edited comics. What? It's just like bam, 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 bam. Action, action, Here's action, something action. from another dimension. Nope, yep. it's gone. Bye. Yep. Um... I order you to marry me today, Panther Maiden <laughs> says. Uh, if not, your father will be killed. So Superboy agrees, and later at the wedding feast, he doctors her drink. Yes, <laughs> that he really she, does. Uh, so she turns super fat and it's breaks. Awful. Well, she was going to. She had put a potion into his drink, and he. Switch it at super speed. Right. She said, I, I, um, the sweet taste of victory, the drug I place in his drink will render him my eager puppet forevermore. And then he, th- he thinks, you know, well, how, well, you know, that's funny because yeah. I switched your... Because I switched the drinks and altered and the drug. altered it through heat, and so now it's going to make you super fat. Uh-huh. Burp chomp. <laughs> it also makes her want to eat more, right? I really must admit, I loved it. Seeing this, I thought it was hysterical. So um, this was the moment I realized 
that you've drugged me to make me super fat. <laughs> I would have to be working quite a lot. By the way. Um, so uh, the Panther Maiden is thwarted. The drug will wear off, by the way, Superboy announces. That's, I mean, I'd have to be working all the time, Bob. What do you the, mean? The drug doesn't last very long. <laughs> You're very industrious, though. I know that about you. Something uh, wrong with you. Superboy rescues um, Prince Rama and mm-hmm. flies him back to Bosmir. Unfortunately, he... His father's dead. His father's dead. Yes. And in accordance with God, the age-old tradition... is this not over the, yet? Hey, this is the better of the two stories. In accordance <laughs> with the old age-old tradition, the ceremony of installing a new Raja commences in Bosmir, but suddenly... Stop! The ceremony! Unless Prince Rama immediately demonstrates he did not fake his super feats at the circus, he is unfit to rule. That's actually what he sounds like. Oh, they just throw this in here. Right. So, uh, Rama, the real Prince Rama, flies off. He really does fly. Flies into the air. He truly flies with powers. Apparently, there's a legend that once every 100 years, a Vishnar has fantastic powers even superboy is astonished he doesn't know how the prince is doing it but swami hatmok knows he sure does he yells at him he grabs his wrists grabs his wrists and says trickster you flew with the help of your heirloom this magic ring but i'm aware that it grants mighty powers to a vishnar only one day every 100 years demonstrate a superpower on the morrow while not wearing this ring or lose the throne I don't Is it because he's saying, he's because, it's because according to the legend, this prince, Rama, is supposed to have long-lasting superpowers. I guess, but he's not. But the king didn't have superpowers. Why is that a precondition for ruling if, if you're the hereditary monarch? Why are you searching for some sort of reason and logic like I have been since the, the second I started reading this comic? Well, we all become our mothers... That's not exactly what I meant to say, but, you know, opposites attract until they don't. <laughs> Next I guess day, the 24 hours a day of isolation with each other, we're rubbing off on each other, finally, after all this time. Well, of course, we do work in different parts of the house. Well, yes. Yes. <laughs> Still. <laughs> um, so, the enraged populace now... On the next day, mm-hmm. throw their spears at poor Prince Rama, and the javelins smash against his mighty form. They think he must be Superboy in disguise, but nope, here comes Superboy flying out of the air. And he scoops up all the traitors, traitors and throws them in a stockade. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, all Which the Which he should have done days ago. Right. Meanwhile, all the rest of the thieves in the crowd say, we thieves had best leave the country in haste. Right. Um, Prince Rama promises that as new Raja, he will use his superpowers to defeat all evil. So let every wrongdoer beware my wrath. That's why the thieves decide that they have to leave. Right. Because they believe him to have superpowers and that they're going to be, their their lives are at risk. Right. Later in the throne room of the new Raja of Bosmir. Thanks to you, Superboy, I shall rule a crime-free kingdom. I pray our paths will cross again, friend. Goodbye, chum. <laughs> um, I wish they had crossed paths again. I'd like to see what became of Prince Rama Raja. Raja Rama. Prince Raja Rama, that's his name, though. 
Um, the Princess Vishmanti, what was her name? No cares. Anyway, she's in love with him now. <laughs> she's in love with him now because she thinks he has uh, Shavastri. That's her name. She. Oh, um, yes, there it is. She thinks that he's got superpowers, but he tells her the truth. That when those javelins smashed against his mighty form, it actually was Superboy holding a glass... Invisible shatterproof shatterproof glass glass cylinder, like the uh, cone of silence on Get Smart, that he's Superboy is suspending above him. I guess nobody just noticed Superboy hanging motionless in the air. Well, honestly... (laughs) If you're going to believe that that actually happened and just sort of accept that that happened, then you have to believe that the Indian rope trick was was authentic at the opening of the story. Right. Maybe (laughs) everyone in this story is played with nearsightedness. Now, that could be because it's a developing country. They Mm -hmm. probably don't have uh, optometry yet. You know, there's a fantastic comic series called... Justice League versus the Avengers. Mm-hmm. Um, as you know, the Justice League is in DC and the Avengers are Marvel comics. Mm-hmm. And uh, it establishes that the DC Earth is slightly larger than the Marvel Earth because of all the imaginary countries that exist in the DC Earth. Oh, really? Such as Bosmir. Yes. I thought that was a fantastic idea. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll read that next when we do our modern day reading of things. Oh, I'd like that. Would you? I, sh- I believe I should like that a lot. <laughs> Me too. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Well, hey, by the way, um, uh, Princess Shivastri yes. happens to actually develop a love for the prince. Yes, because once he tells her the truth, she says, uh, I know you agreed to the deception so that your province would be crime-free. Your wisdom thrills me, and I shall always treasure the remembrance of how you flew while wearing the magic ring. There's nothing quite as sexy as wisdom and a magic ring. Except the magic ring only works one day every 100 years. Well, at least she was alive for it. Right. It's like (laughs) Halley's Comet, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Do you remember? Speaking of what? Halley's Comet? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was. It kind of came up to nothing, as I recall. Mm. Couldn't really see it very well. Mm. Of course, you would have been awfully young then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't remember when it was. I do remember being able to see some sort of event in the sky. Do you remember that? Uh, there was another comet, there I was. think, that was better than That Haley's. we could see during the day, right? I want to say Haley's Comet was like in the mid-70s. I would have been very young. Yes. Yes. Uh, speaking of comets, Super Baby is searching for Super Pet. Clark, time for bed. Where are you? Where One are evening you? near Smallville at the farm of Jonathan and Martha Kent, foster parents of Super Baby, as you know, Rob. Yes. The Kents initially lived on a farm, but then they moved to town. Okay. To uh, run the general store. I didn't know that. Well, so is that where we are right now? We're actually in the town. In the town? No, we're at the farm. Oh, okay. At the farm of Jonathan and Martha Kent. Clark. Oh, it says that right in print. Good time God. for bed. <laughs> well, you're still waking up. Where no, are I'm, you? Me. And he's been burrowing. He's burrowed under the ground. And he yeah. says, here, mm-hmm. Mommy. Me was hiding underground to play a trick on you. What was he going? What was the trick? Was she going to walk over the earth that he was buried under, and then, <laughs> and then he was going to leap out of the ground and, and, and scare her like to death? Pet cemetery. Yeah. 
Was he going to grab her ankles with, with his hands? What Maybe. was the trick? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm having a heart attack and dying. <laughs> Um, so she says, heavens, I'm raising a boy with superpowers. It takes uh, super nerves. Come on in, I'll tuck you into your crib. I think she means to say, come on in, let's get you into a bath, and then I'll put you to bed. Well, She's not going to put this filthy boy <laughs> covered in dirt. You know those country people. Um, now, if this were me as a child and I had superpowers, mm-hmm. you know what that crib would look like. Well, it would have a lid made of kryptonite slats, yes, which would be lashed around the entire crib with rope. Because one of the great family stories is how you used to <sighs> climb out of your crib and get into mischief. And so your parents... No, let's clarify. I didn't get into mischief. I went downstairs and turned on the television, which, of course, at that time there were no programs at night. It was just snow. So maybe I was talking to interdimensional mineral-eating beasts, but... I wasn't your, doing any harm. Your parents were very concerned, so they tied a. They tied. They made a. a they made a lid for your crib. Of two by fours for my crib. A framed lid. Yes, and tied it down with rope. Well, first they put it on. They just laid it on the top, and then of course I did have superpowers, so I shoved the lid aside and mm-hmm. climbed out of the crib again to go watch my friends on the snowy television. Right. And so then they took the lid and put it on and then lashed it round with rope. I'm sure your parents were drunkards back then. And I'm (laughs) I'm sure because I have a very similar story, uh, origin story of my own. Not origin story, but one of my, one of the, and the canon of stories of my mischievous childhood. Yes. I uh, would climb out of bed, out of my crib, Mm -hmm. or whatever retaining device my parents had me in, and uh, would go outside naked and open the garage and or or go outside with my pedal racer which would have been like a big wheel yeah and ride down the driveway in Atlanta naked into the cul-de-sac mhm and i just can't imagine like imagine us in our house right now mm-hmm. imagine that we have a 2 year old and that right. 2 year old goes we're sleeping and that 2 year old Goes down the stairs, grabs their pedal racer, opens the garage door or the outside door without anybody knowing, and goes outside and rides in the driveway. My parents had to be drunk. Well, I mean, so how did they? I, I mean, mean, you're still doing that. So how did they think they were stopping you from doing it? <laughs> but my mother said I took tweezers, so they locked my door. They locked my bedroom door, and they uh-huh. said, she said I took tweezers and pried off all of the. Um, the, the trim around the door to mm-hmm. get the door off of the hinges. So you're clever. How do, how do parents sleep through that? I'll never know. No. Can you imagine being quarantined with a superpowered youth? Oh, that would be the worst. Or any youth, which would also yes, be the worst. Because they get bored. Well, of course, with a superpowered youth, they could just fly off. and I mean, This old virus wouldn't bother them. No, because they're impervious to anything, as we saw in the last story, where a superboy is impervious to the poison. Are you looking at that girl doing her cheer in the front no, yard again? No, and now one of our neighbors is running by in a bicycle, and he's, and he's pedaling really fast, like um, like the witch on, on the Wicked Witch of the West. <laughs> and he's always wearing too much clothing for the, weather, for the weather. He's always really bundled up. Well, it's 54 degrees. It's not that That's cold. Fahrenheit, everyone. It's cold if you're riding a bike and that wind's going against you. Mm. Anyway... Super Baby now has a flashback to his days on Krypton, where oh, apparently he was also a fully grown 
toddler on Krypton speaking and walking. So he didn't come to, to, to the Earth as a baby? Not originally. No, he was he had a whole little preschool life on Krypton before wow. being rocketed away. Look um, at Crypto. Crypto looks like the best dog. Crypto's a sweet little puppy. He looks like uh, you would draw Cat and Butler. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, on Krypton, other youngsters had a variety of strange pets. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, let's see, one has, uh, well, two have dinosaurs. One has a walking orange whale. There's a goat. A goat. Uh, and there's a thing that uh, looks like a Box? A walking box with, with a, a face, face and, and antenna or tentacles that that conduct lightning between them. I like how they <laughs> there's no place to put the leash except just randomly around one of the legs mm-hmm. coming off the box. Mm. Um, that one kid has a like a kind of dinosaur thing around its neck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so crypto is the only uh, earth Dog. looking thing, right? Which is lucky that he's Superboy's pet because. Famously, Crypto was used as a test subject in one of the early rocket designs that Jor-El launched from Krypton, thinking that it would be returned safely to Krypton, but it was hit by an asteroid and knocked off into space. So Crypto, Crypto was lost forever. Not forever. Well, Years to later, Jor-El. He, to Jor-El. To Jor-El, yes. But he luckily landed on Earth mm-hmm. and was reunited with his master, Kal-El. Um, next morning... Do you think... Uh, Ma Kent is serving Brim coffee there, or Sanka. Not Sanka, no, it's the morning, but Brim. Maybe. Or Maxwell House. Maxwell House, surely. Mm-hmm. Uh, or, percolator. Uh, no, what's the kind? Chock full of nuts. That's probably what they drink on the farm. <laughs> it's got chicory in it. Chicory. It's got chicory. Uh, Superboy, or Super Baby, is banging on the table with the spoon. Oh, my. Mommy, me, want a pet. Well, that would get a spanking in my house. Superpowers I, 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 or no. The way that your mother raised kids, anything would get you a spanking. Now, I was worried because I saw his, his, his hand moving up and down and banging on the table with uh-huh. a spoon that maybe he might break the, the table. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, Ma tells him he may choose any pet on the farm. So off he flies. And grabs a goat by the horns. Now, yeah, because he remembers now the boy on Krypton that had the goat. Mm-hmm. So he grabs the goat... To be his pet. What you eat, Billy Goat, me feed you. Now, my parents... Ummy, ummy, ummy. My parents were magnanimous people, just like the Kents. They really were. And they had a foster child long before I was born. And I can't remember his name, but he... This was in the 1950s when uh, orphanages were terrible places, and so children came out of the orphanage with rotten teeth and... Feral... Feral and not, not being able to talk, didn't know the names of any kind of foods. So uh, they had this foster child, and my mother came in from the grocery store with a bag full of groceries. And he looked into the bag and said, "Ami, ami, ami, what you got a new sack?" I thought it was wee sack. Oh, it might be. Yeah. What you got in wee sack? Um, which became a beloved family saying long after the foster child was returned to the <laughs> orphanage. <laughs> I hope he ended well. Uh, Super Baby observes the goat eating leather out of the garbage pile. And then decides that he wants to be like the yeah, goat. So He's Super Boy's going to eat leather also. And, uh, and so the goat gets mad. <laughs> and because Super Boy 
can eat the leather, leather faster than the goat can, and he butts him. Uh, of course, he's unharmed, but uh, the tot of steel now <laughs> hears his mother calling him. He's sick. Well, first, Super Babies doesn't want that pet. He doesn't want any pet. He hates so all he the pets on the farm. So he just leaves yeah. the goat. He took the goat with him to be a friend, and then he just leaves it there by the rubbish pile. Yeah. yeah the goat will be fine. He I'm can sure. eat garbage. Um, they've decided to take him to the Smallville Zoo. Now, we've seen recently a television program about these small-town zoos. Oh, my God. Tiger King, everyone. If you worst. haven't seen it, it's fantastic. Uh, oh, boy, him like zoo. He say, him say. Wait, he didn't say him like zoo. He said me like zoo. Me like zoo. Okay. Um, so, <laughs> Super Baby notices that the free-roaming elephant that's in the zoo is being hosed off. So he decides to hose off a gorilla who predictably grabs the hose and breaks it. Yeah. And then smashes Superboy over the head with it. Right. Which doesn't hurt him, of course. Thank <laughs> heavens, Ma Kent says, that he remembered their constant warnings and didn't display any of his superpowers to other people. But later, Superboy does forget the warning and bends the bars of a tiger cage. Right. And lets the tiger out, which he calls a big pussycat. Right. Why are they turning their back to him? A. B. Why is there a child walking through the zoo with their pet cat in their arms? Where? What? What? That panel where he's bending the tiger oh bars. Look at the God, kid with the cat. You can't just before. take your pet. I mean, you can't take obviously. your own pet to a zoo. Right. If you, I mean, if you have a service animal, of course. But, but they didn't have no. very many service animals back then. Certainly not service rare. cats because cats are not helpful. They're not no. going to do any cats are horrible. shit for you. Um, oh, boy, me find nice pet. Big pussy cat. Me bend bars and let him out. Unfortunately, the tiger does not eat him. Unfortunately. <laughs> Unfortunately, well, he can't right. because... Um, but the tiger does take his arm into his mouth and chomp down. Mm-hmm. Has Super Baby's secret come out at last? Look! Little Clark Kent is unharmed. Jonathan and Martha, is your son some kind of super child? Er, uh, why? Er, uh. Of course not. Paul Kent, quick thinking, grabs up the broken hose nozzle that the gorilla broke and says, no, see? No, his hand was inside the nozzle. Clark was playing with the nozzle. It was, it, um, that's what the tiger bit. <laughs> again, everybody must be nearsighted in this town. Yeah, and uh, also he uh, is quickly ordered to bend the bars back into shape. Mm-hmm. While well, Ma uh, and Paul Kent are creating a, a screen of sorts with their bodies. Right. Mm-hmm. Next day, after driving to the shore... Okay, so Smallville is... It's in, like, Kansas or something, right? Right. So how far did they go to the ocean? Well, now, I'm not sure. <clears throat> Smallville now is in Kansas, but Metropolis is on the East Coast somewhere. Okay. Again, uh, imaginary coastline that doesn't actually exist mm-hmm. in the United States. Uh so originally, I think Smallville was supposed to be within close proximity to Metropolis. Okay, so, so I wasn't supposed to imagine that this was a a, a, a lake whale. No, mm-hmm. I mean it clearly says the shore, which in, indicates the ocean, right? Well, agree to disagree. Because, <laughs> <laughs> as you probably know, there are not freshwater whales. 
Uh, well, there also are not ancient dinosaurs that come from fissures in the ocean. Well, again, agree to disagree. <laughs> so, <laughs> takes uh, your superpowered child out fishing and then decides to take a nap. So that's, that's what smart. every responsible parent of a right. superpowered mm-hmm. child does. Well, you know how fathers are. Um, hey, him see animal like pet that boy had on Krypton, like the orange walking sharp uh, whale that they yeah. had on Krypton. Mm-hmm. Here's a live whale on Earth. So, uh, Super Baby decides to fly into the stomach of the whale. Gosh, him big, him swallowing me. Right. In trying to escape from the whale, he actually launches the whale into the air where other fishermen see it flying. So I, I would hope that the whale would be able to withstand the, 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 the hands of a child inside it, levitating sure. all of its weight into the air. Mm-hmm. It's not like it would be evenly distributed, and it's not buoyant like it is in the water. So, you know, it's, I'm sure that a whale, you could pick up a whale with just a hand if you're really super strong and just like lift it into the, above the ocean like that. It's totally fine. Right. Well... If this were a no, no later sort of publication, equal distribution of force again across the entire body of the whale. It's just there's a line of speculation that Superman's super strength is not actually strength, but rather some kind of telekinesis. In which case, the weight would be evenly distributed, explaining how he could say pick up a building without it crumbling to dust. I see things like that, like. I see, because if he's picking up the building from the bottom left-hand corner of right. the building, that one corner taking the weight of the entire building would possibly collapse under the weight of the mass. Correct. Right. So that's what I was thinking with this flying whale, that if it is the super boy inside, let's say, holding up the whale and flying from the inside, mm-hmm. let's just say like his hands were placed right behind the blowhole. All of the weight of the whale would be concentrated within that one area behind the blowhole. Mm-hmm. And perhaps one could say that, yes, well, it would be sort of distributed along the spine. Right. But No, yeah. that also would not work very well. Anyway, we see that the whale is still alive when it gets under the ocean and Thank Superboy God. flies <laughs> out of its mouth. I keep saying Superboy. I mean to say Super Baby. Everybody understands that. Oh, that's right. He finds a, a ship. sunken pirate ship. Which he uh, pushes aside to reveal a fissure opening into a subsea. So he finds a sunken pirate ship yep. that he decides to take on land. Right. That's just for fun. Uh-huh. Unwittingly. He didn't, he didn't do it to re- reveal the dinosaur. No, 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 no. Yeah, he just was playing with the boat and unwittingly uncovered a fissure to the subsea where a semi-intelligent creature, a mutant of the ancient ancient dinosaurs, is released from its long-sealed prison. So and just to it's... be clear, this creature has been imprisoned for 65 million years <laughs> at minimum. Right. And also can think and breathe fire. Uh, yeah, and probably can, well, it can breathe above water too. It can breathe above water. Yeah. Um, it follows Superboy to the shore where... It decides it wants to, to roast him. Yeah. P- presumably to eat him? Uh, yeah, I would assume. Yeah, I will roast it. Um, so then Superboy, uh, Super Baby, Baby decides yes. that, well, I can do the same thing. I'm going to set this new pirate ship that I just brought on land on fire, uh-huh. breathe in with my heat vision, breathe in the fire, and roast the creature back. 
So the pirate ship, which has been under the ocean for minimum, what, 200 years? And is probably saturated with water. Yes. Is easily set on fire. No. Well, he just says, it mocks me. No, then Super Baby uses his heat vision to set the pirate ship on fire. I'm sorry. I was reading ahead when you said pirate ship, which uh-huh. has been absolutely thoroughly soaked with water yeah. for hundreds, at least 100 years, maybe two, uh, and automatically catches fire. So a Super Baby thinks that it's some kind of fire game that they're playing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the creature interprets that as being mocked. So he decides to lead Superboy back to his subsea. If you had written a story, uh huh, and you had this creature following Superboy with the pirate ship, yeah, what might you have done? Um, I would not have had a pirate ship, nor would I have had Super Baby going fishing with his father, and his father fall asleep and let Super Baby do whatever he wants. In fact, I would not have written the story because it's stupid. <laughs> Like I said, the other story was the better of the two. But if I had to finish the story, I would have had the pirate ship catch fire, set the town of Smallville on fire. (laughs) The Kents have to leave town in shame (laughs) and move to Metropolis where Pa becomes an elevator operator and Ma becomes a Lex phone operator with all the wires and she has to quick do all the wires back and forth. And uh, they give Super Baby back to the orphanage because they can't afford to keep him anymore. I like that story. So the sea creature leads Super Baby back to its subsea domain where other super creatures live. Meanwhile, back at the sub-creature domain thing. (laughs) Oh, boy. Where where, where have they gone? Them look just like Pet, a kid had on Krypton in my dream. Me bring one home. So you see... Look, these creatures are... Oh, they appear to be playing ball. Do you see the small... The, the ones at the bottom yeah, of the Yeah, they're like sea monkeys, aren't they? Yeah. Um, so these 65 million-year-old creatures... Yes. ...fashion a leash around Super Baby. Right. They're turning the tables on him. They're making him into a pet. Um, so he escapes. He doesn't want to be a pet. You'd think he'd have learned his lesson now, right? Maybe mm-hmm. he shouldn't have a pet. But uh, Super Baby returns to the fishing boat. There is no end to this story. I mean, We're, there is, but it just goes not on soon and enough. On and on. Uh, Paul Kent wakes up from his nap, n- none the wiser. Probably sunburned. Yeah. And uh, that night, when his parents are asleep, so yeah, this is what your secret fear as a parent is: uh, your child flying into space <laughs> <laughs> to chase comets. <laughs> Which he does. He chases a he comet, a which turns out, yeah, turns out to be a small planetoid passing Earth, which, by the way, probably would have destroyed Earth. If it's close enough to be seen with the naked eye, it's at least the size of the moon to the naked eye, okay. right? So he finds this pink blob. Yep. Very ugly. Yep. Now, I kind of like this part. I like the idea that it becomes, this, this, this sentient blob becomes yes. different pets that he might like. The weird blob is a telepathic chameleon creature that shapes itself according to Super Baby's thoughts. Maybe it's a creature from the planet Dorla, which in the 30th century will be the home of Chameleon Boy, brave member of the Legion of Superheroes. How do you store all that knowledge? I don't know. That's... Yet I can't work the barbecue grill. 
It's okay. I can't figure out how to turn the damn television on. I mean, I could turn it on, but I can't get sound. We all have our skills. We have four remotes. Uh Uh-huh. Five, actually, technically. What's the fifth one for? The heat. Oh, yes, of course. I know how to operate the heat. Um, (laughs) So the creature turned into a bear, a lion, a crocodile, and a battery beast, which was the strange square creature from Krypton that he remembers. Are you sure that's a crocodile that looks like an alligator? How do you know the difference? Oh, because he actually says now be an alligator. Oh, okay. And the difference is uh, often in the the length of the snout Mm -hmm. and the body composition. Mm -hmm. But mostly it's... uh, Ascertainable by the text in the story you're <laughs> the reading. Text, the text now being alligator is a is a dead giveaway there, Bob. But Super yeah. Baby does not realize that any Kryptonian creature is also super powered in a solar system with the yellow sun, just as he is. Which is an now, equal match for him. I have a problem with this. I thought you would. I really did. Because is this chameleon creature changing its atomic structure, or is it just changing its appearance? I think we're not supposed to ask. Well, I'm asking. I'm calling bullshit on this. And another thing. Yeah. So being bigger, I'm on page, I'm on the last page. Being bigger. (laughs) Being bigger, the battery beast's superpowers are proportionately greater than superpowers. Mm -hmm. He says, him can fly too, faster than me, him catching up. Mm -hmm. Wait, me see rain clouds ahead. Once, daddy tell me, water make electric things stop working. Super baby being short-circuited, right? Yeah. Then he appears to return to Earth. Where was the rain? Well, he's on that strange planetoid. Oh, so that's happening, that weather system's happening on that strange planet. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> oh, However. Okay. Well, I guess, yes, I could accept that because there appears to be vegetation and land formations on the planetoid. However. Yes. However. If this creature has Kryptonian powers, is water going to short out its electricity? And does water really make electric things stop working? Well, it can short-circuit things, sure, can't it? I mean, you see there, it goes sput sput, and you see this smoke coming from it. So apparently, for this creature that generates electricity, Mm -hmm. water puts out its fire electrical-making abilities. Uh, I I don't. I I want to believe... Like when you go to Disney World, you just you really want to believe that there's a place like that. Yeah. I want to believe this, but I don't. Well. I also don't really want to believe in Disney World being a place like that. It's just it's a really cool place. Anyway. I'd like to go to Disney World again soon. Well, it's closed now. I'm sorry. But they're still raising the flag every day. Mm. Anyway, him safe now. Him go home. Him had enough. Him no want pet no more. Them all act mean. Next morning, at the farm, a relative visits the Kents. So this is Martha's cousin Tom, whom I've never heard of before. Well, he's a cousin. Tom runs a ranch in Texas. Yeah. He heard that Clark wanted a pet, so Martha must have called him long distance to tell him that in the span of 24 hours. Mm -hmm. So he brought a doggie that's just right for you. Yeah. A motherless calf. 
Yeah, Clark thinks he's a doggy, like crypto. Oh, boy. Uh, him no want. This pet, him not a doggy. I said doggy, son. That's our Western name for a motherless calf. Too bad you don't cotton to him. Now we So what does he do? Does he, like, put the, put the calf? Put uh-huh. The... They butcher it and they <laughs> feed it to uh, Clark later. Feel chops later on. Um... Now, in an ideal world, this story would have gone on for 12 more pages explaining how the calf came to be, and it probably would have been a centaur in, trapped in a magical spell to look like a calf and would have eventually oh, would have come back to, have... to life and uh, then have been Superboy's girlfriend. <laughs> I would have liked to have seen him raise the calf. Yes, and then yeah. sell it to 4-H for butchering. Well, just be responsible. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that would be nice, Rob, but we all know Super Baby is destined to find his dog Crypto again when he grows up to be Superboy. The That's, end. Really? When he becomes a teenager? Is that what's going to happen to get Crypto? Yeah, Crypto. So we mentioned that Crypto's rocket, test rocket, was knocked off course by an asteroid, and it eventually finds its way to Earth, and Crypto is reunited with Superboy, and they fight crime together. Oh, I can't wait to read one of those stories again. Did we not have a story with Crypto mm-hmm. already? We had, yeah, we did, with the mm-hmm. Kryptonite Kid. Mm-hmm. Well, that's it for this time. I, I have to say, I was really disappointed in, in this issue of Superboy. It's not great. Nope. I've never had a fondness for the idea of Super Baby. Um, I much preferred when they came up with the idea that his powers developed gradually over time so that he was not super-powered as an infant. Mm-hmm. Kind of like Jesus. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly like Jesus, actually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, remember all the stories about baby Jesus, like killing children and bringing them back to life? <laughs> it was a bird. Talk about it was a sh- bird, not children. No, it was children, too. Really? Yes. Although I don't know that he brought them back to life. Like, I think a child did something and he struck them dead. And that was that. Oh, my God. Talk about your Indian rope trick. <laughs> <laughs> All so right. Didn't he make a bird out of clay? He and... made a bird out of clay and brought it to life, and then uh, I don't. I'm not clear on the specifics. I think like bloody body parts came raining out of the sky, and they put them back together or something. Wow. I don't know. I'll look into it in some of my free time now. <laughs> anyway, we'll be back next week, maybe even sooner if we run out of other things to do. You better bring me a better story. Don't worry. We're Counting down to our 100th episode, by the way, I've got something super special planned for one you episode do. 100. Yes. Is it going to be an 80 page giant? No. It's going to be, at long last, the coming of Scooter. Scooter. I knew you were going to say Scooter. Um, so I'm lining up some special guests for that and uh, also writing a song for Scooter to sing. Awesome. As you know, I'm a talented songwriter now you are no you you really are a talented songwriter. well you should hear what happens if i spend more than 20 minutes on it anyway we'll be back stay tuned and stay safe and uh love each other and skype your relatives because you can't go out and see them Mm -hmm. bye bye